Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Afternoon Drive. A guy who knows a lot about baseball and a little bit about uh, some <laughs> dealings with the financials of Major League Baseball and the Major League Players Association. I thought I'd give him a call and have him on the show from the Rob Dibble Show. Rob Dibble! All right. <laughs> before, uh, before we talk about the money stuff, man, because I know that's probably going to be the crux of everything, um, I, I know you read the, the proposal to the owners. What do you think about the format? Let's start there the season in the playoffs well first of all thank you for having me on the show and uh, you, you, you got me out of cleaning the garage yes. so i'm really happy about that oh awesome. breathing in all that stuff but no i i like it i i don't like the 82 games i'd rather have it 95 or 100 but i i gather from the geographical lineup and i and i don't mind that at all because they they want to minimize travel they're worried about the protocols and the health issues with the players which that should be number one priority the players, families, the people, the support groups around the stadiums, all of those people need to be protected, number one. That's job one. Uh, number two, uh, the expanded uh, uh, playoff system I like, too, because 14 of the 32 teams, uh, or 30 teams, essentially um, have hope. So 16 teams are going to go home, 14 teams are going to play on after the shortened season. Uh, I, I like that as well. That's where you, you have a problem with the money and the players. The, the, the 50-50 split um, where they're talking, the owners would make out in that part with the postseason. Expanding the postseason is where the owners get most of their, their money. It, you know, For instance, uh, it, you know, once you get to the postseason and you're talking about possibly putting fans back in the stadiums and stuff, if you had agreed to the 50-50 split without fans, now you put fans in there, the owners are going to actually make out in the deal, and that's what I think they're the most worried about. Um, I also don't know, because I'm not involved in, in the negotiations, um, what is the proposal on splitting it? Uh, is it equitable between the 700 or 800 players now? Because it's going to go 750 expanded rosters. Does it go to 800 players? So now you're saying, okay, eight split it up 800 ways, uh, from your 50% of what's being brought in. Well, I, you know, what's being brought in? Right. What What's the money being brought in? So some of those questions need to be answered. But as far as the protocols and the playing, uh, I think the players would be fine with that. I know that probably Toronto is going to have to play in Dunedin, Florida, in their spring training facility because they're not allowed to play yet. Uh, New York might have to play in their spring training facilities. Um, but I do like the the – up and down the eastern seaboard, up in, in the Midwest, and then out west, um, the Universal DH, no problem. It's 82 games. It's, it's not going to happen in 2021. We're not even talking about this. This is a special circumstance, and the players get that. But as usual, the owners will put the emphasis on, hey, we already agreed to all this stuff. It's the players that aren't agreeing to this stuff. So I don't know what the split of the revenue is the 50-50 part, but all the other stuff I think the players are on board with. It's just, you know, that's the one punch in the face 
that that I think Tony Clark, I'm glad he pushed back immediately right. because, listen, if we're talking about the players losing a ton of money, I don't think they're worried about that as much as the 60, uh, maybe a 60-40 split in the postseason where they can maybe recoup some of that. And it would also, that would be an incentive for the players to play harder to make the postseason. Because, like, if you looked at last year, I think it was the, the Nationals started 19 and 31 or something. They finished strong. Yeah. Well, if you get off to a bad start with an 82-game schedule, you're screwed. Right. You're, you're not going to be in it. So if you, after 30, 40 games, if you're not uh, right in the, in the running for the postseason, you're almost out of it. Here's my biggest question, Ben. Is there going to be a trade deadline? Is is there gonna is there gonna be transactions that are available during the season? If it looks like okay, let's just say, uh, well, say the Reds. The Reds are not in the postseason push. They want to get rid of Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, a couple of other contracts. Um, are they going to be able to trade those guys to upgrade their teams for 2021? So some of those things I would want answered if I'm Tony Clark and the Players Association because I understand it's special circumstances. But we still should do some business stuff looking into 2021. The draft, you're only going to have five rounds. Yeah, A lot of guys are going to get screwed coming out of college, coming out of high school. They're not going to get drafted. It's not like I agree with Scott Boris, but I also want guys to have opportunities to play in the minor leagues, opportunities to play fall ball, possibly play in the winter leagues and stuff. So if they're not on organized teams, it's harder to get down to Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Dominican to play in the winter and, and get seen for 2021. So uh, a lot of the questions are about the future, and I think a lot of the questions are about the, the compensation for the players. Well, the one question that you asked that I don't have an answer for, but I think you'd have to have some kind of deadline for everything as far as moving people up and down, trade deadlines, just to keep a competitive advantage, which will like ask the question because no one really knows what the point will be with an 82 game season with 162 right. games being done for so long or 150 being done for even longer you know where the buyer seller cutoff point is and from like nowadays with these tanking teams or teams like the Red Sox who have pitchers that are going to be gone anyway like when you become a seller was it you know you like you said you're screwed on an 82 game season if i go 0 and 7 am i a seller all of a sudden and try to set up for 2021 because you know that line is going to be moved closer and closer especially if you have a franchise that isn't really cool with all of this and they're ready to just tank the season I agree, and and here's the thing, it, you know, I don't care about the extra innings. Let's shorten that. That that's more about personnel and right. and you know the two three weeks of spring training. I'm not. I'm none of that bothers me. None of that bothers me. What bothers me is like you just brought up. If if we go five and twenty to start the season, and we want to make some moves to upgrade next season, and then there's no trade deadline, I, I so basically I'm wasting an entire season. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams, that's where they do their best business. They're like, hey, listen, uh, all of a sudden, let's say the Red Sox start out 25 and 10. And they're 35 games into the season. They're like, you know what? This Chris Sale injury, the David Price trade, it really kind of hurts us. But if we could just upgrade with a pitcher here uh, or maybe even somebody in the bullpen, you know, we, we've got an opportunity to maybe, you know, make a long run into the postseason. And so all of a sudden, they change, you know, high and bloom. All of a sudden, he starts thinking, we want to be buyers, but there's no trade deadline. So I, I would like to see how some of those things shake out. 
Um, I, I, I know everybody's worried about the compensation and the players balking at that. That's, that's how you negotiate. Let's just say we're buying a house. You know, you're not going to come in with your best offer to start out. You're going to come in with a low offer. Right. The people selling the house are with a high offer, and you got to try to meet in the middle. So if the owners are willing to compromise, maybe a 55-45 split, something like that, just to get this going and then say, but in the postseason we want to do 50-50. You know, any, anything is possible are, are up for it. I know the players are up for it. But when you start off with you know something like fifty fifty, it smells fishy on the on the surface. If Tony Clark is balking at it before it even got proposed, well, I heard Nelson Cruz say today, and this is where I'm wondering how this works, and and you would be the expert that I know when it comes to the Major League Baseball Players Association. Nelson Cruz brought up you know a lot of the older players that have made some money. They're cool with sitting out, and they can hold out until right. whenever, and the younger players can't. You bring this up all the time. So how does that get sorted out right now with Tony Clark and getting a vote? Uh, I, you know, obviously you've never been in a pandemic before where you got to make these kind of decisions no. within the week. But how, what is the timeline and how does that work? Okay, well, you got an 82-game schedule, and I know what Nelson Cruz is talking about. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, uh, some of these younger players that are close to arbitration. Are you going to give them a full season towards arbitration? You know what? What is what is that? Wor- the verbiage in this deal with that stuff. So if if you know we play this eighty two games, is that like a hundred and sixty two game schedule? Right. You know, so you know it, you're talking about service time now, and service time counts towards free agency. And you know how you and I talk about this all the time. How they screw younger players constantly by not calling them up. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Right. You, you hold on to him in the minor leagues long enough that adds an extra season to the back end of his deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, are you going to be allowed to do that? So that, that you know, financially, a lot of these guys are hurting. I don't think it's as bad as I, I saw basketball players say guys are living paycheck to paycheck. Right now, these guys aren't getting paid. NBA guys got paid. NHL guys got paid a little bit. Um, but these MLB guys are not getting paid right now. We're into May. We're going to be in July, possibly by before they even get uh, their first paycheck. You're talking, uh, you know, some of these guys are are owed, you know, millions, <laughs> millions, right. and then you've got the younger players that are making okay, albeit the the minimum is five hundred thousand, but after taxes, uh, let's say you're bringing in three eighty, four hundred thousand. Well, now cut that in half. Now a guy that. Uh, you know he's he's going to have to go all the way till next April before he gets maybe paid again. So a lot of these guys are panicking because they've never had to go this long into a season, especially the second, third, fourth year players without paychecks. Some of them aren't really great at saving money. Some guys were stupid before the pandemic started and bought a big house. That's that's what hurt us back in the strike when guys were buying uh, large houses and they weren't getting paychecks and they started panicking because oh my god I'm not getting paid and my wife has bothered me and oh my god uh, when are you when are you going to go back to work that kind of stuff and that is what you know I don't want to say the owners are going to use against the players right now but they're going to use it against oh, yeah. the players right now they're they're gonna uh, they're gonna try to force the players guilt-wise with the public perception, and then the younger players, they're going to uh, try to get them 
to uh, cave and and say, hey, we need to get paid. You guys have already made you know hundred million dollars. We haven't made anything yet. Uh, you know, we need to come to the bargaining table. And there's a lot more younger players that aren't getting paid than a lot of these old timers like Verlander and Nelson Cruz. So uh, that's the pressure that that a lot of these face. Saving him from cleaning the garage, Rob Dibble from the Rob Dibble Show, this show. Uh, <laughs> all right, before we move on from any money stuff, the last thing I got, what about fans? Because you, you saw this firsthand. What will it say to the fans, you know, one way or another? The discussion of splitting up millions in a time where it's going to be a financial crisis, that front, and then if you don't play, the, the loss of the potential fans that you could have kept of just Major League Baseball fans – and the benefit of you playing or anyone playing to capitalize on a situation where you could have probably the most fans ever in the history of your league. You and I talked about that. That That's a huge advantage for Major League Baseball. Who knows what the NBA is going to do? Uh, who knows what the NFL is going to do? That's too far away. Same thing with college football. So right now you have a great opportunity instead of like the UFC or NASCAR or whatever to be the major sport right. that is playing at the 4th of July. And I, I think that, you know, maybe by August or September, you allow 5,000 fans in these, in these buildings. You know, I mean, that, you're looking at Taiwan and, and Korea as kind of, you know, your, your experiments right now, see if, you know, fans will be allowed back. And if that happens... Now you've got a, a lot of fans that will want to come back. They might not be able to come back, but once baseball in 2021 is back, they will remember that. The, the one thing about baseball fans uh, and fans in general, they have long memories, very long memories. And if they think, and you hit, a, uh, you hit the nail on the head, we, we've got you know, like 35, 40 million unemployed right now. Uh, you know, it, it's a pandemic. And in order to, to maybe take people, I don't want to say minds off of something that awful, but it, it shows you that, hey, I was willing to make a sacrifice uh, so you, you'd have something to watch, uh, something to, to entertain you, um, because everybody's in the same situation, you and I. We're, we're right. sitting around every night on the TV going, what are we going to watch tonight? There's nothing to watch. So if baseball was actually on TV and owning the radio airwaves, um, that would be a huge win for these players. And if I'm Tony Clark and the people with the union, I'm going, hey, guys, listen, you're going to get hit hard in the wallets this year. You will reap the benefits, though, next year because the collective bargaining agreement is up next year. So if you've got the fans on your side, that's going to help you uh, when you're negotiating in a, against the owners uh, for public perception because they own the newspapers and they own the TV stations and they own all the sports stations. So the only way benefit is if they do come back to work and and not hold out for for a lot of money it's just you know those are the things that tony clark's uh got on his plate and this is where he is going to have to earn uh the respect of the players as the director of that players association all right let's talk about safety that's been obviously a number one issue besides the money besides the rules of the game but how you're going to pull this off as major league baseball tries to embark on this humongous operation. All right, we talked about the the locations of where these leagues are going to play or the divisions are going to play. But really, my estimation right now, Dibs, I know this is going to change as far as the states that are going to be able to do this. I know California will be added to the list, but if it was to start right now, you're only talking Florida, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, Atlanta. Like those markets and a couple of markets, obviously, 
in Texas. You could do Grapefruit League, still Cactus League with the spring break, or spring break, spring training facilities. So, you know, there's still only a handful of locations. And we ask this all the time. How do you keep all these guys in those locations for so long of a time where you're not contracting coronavirus and you're not having all these different contacts with all these other different people traveling just even the small amount that you'd have to? Well, I, I think you learn from what Dana White and the UFC just did. You try to learn some stuff from Taiwan and South Korea on how much they're traveling and, and how they are welcome to the ballpark, meaning uh, temperature-wise and, and testing-wise and stuff like that. And testing is tight. You know, there's not unlimited testing for these guys, so they're, they're going to have to do things uh, that they've never done before. And knowing that, um, if one guy tests positive, he's probably going to be lost for two weeks where he has to be quarantined. You know, he may not show any symptoms. He may not even get sick, but he's got, you know, the, the, the COVID-19. So those are some of the things that they got to worry about. The travel, I think that they could, they could do fine with the travel because, listen, most of the teams, and this is something that Major League Baseball should be stressing with all the ownership groups, don't be cheap here. You keep a separate plane for the, the teams. Right. Nobody else travels on that 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 plane. Right. Nobody travels on these team buses. That the only people that are touching some of these things are these teams. And that way you make sure that it's just the same people using the same equipment, just like your own equipment. I mean, we're talking about coming back with Little League. Well, it's you you have your own chair, you got your own bats, your own gloves, stuff like that. Don't touch anybody else's stuff. So players who are very touchy-feely, love to hug each other, love to high-five. Uh, you know, there's always people spitting seeds, all kinds of crap. They're going to have to really concentrate on hygiene and, and health things. And I'm not saying become a germaphobe, but a lot of these guys, you know, they have dip cups on planes. They have dip cups in buses, just right. little things like that, that, that. Those have to go by the wayside. So, you know, a lot of the protocol – I think that's going to take as long as spring training for these guys. That that's going to be something that the the training staffs, the medical staffs will have to, you know, pound into their brains cuz these guys, not all of them are rocket scientists, and a lot of these guys are like, "Well, I got to have a dip. I've got to, you know, I have got to chew gum. Right. I got to spit seeds or I can't play baseball." So a, a lot of those things they're they're going to have to relearn in a very short period of time, and uh, and I and I hope they do well with it because you don't want the game to suffer and the perception to suffer that you screwed it up because you got the COVID and you and you uh, infected everybody else. So that that's the big thing that that uh, you know I worry about the most is that there's a setback you know you know health wise to these players or their families god forbid or the support staff i think about all of those people you know let's just imagine like yankees red sox either team mets some of those teams they have great seasons they get into whatever the playoff would look like and they make it to an october where you can have fans in the stands there could be a possibility in 2020 where you're seeing fans in fenway yankee stadium city field but there's so many factors that have to go on obviously like the human race has to do its part that's first and foremost as far as, far as keeping these numbers <laughs> down uh major league baseball players need to have some kind of figuring out of the money situation i think and the health situation what they're good with man you brought a great point up as far as training themselves on on all of this stuff 
But Major League Baseball, obviously, they've got a huge part in making all this happen. What do you think as far as Major League Baseball able to pull this off and 4th of July, I'm cooking hot dogs and actually watching a baseball game? I think they can do it. Um, Having spent the last couple of weekends, whether I was at Home Depot, uh, going to a a nursery to get flowers, going to supermarkets. I go almost every other day with the wife to supermarkets and stuff. Uh, I've seen lines of 100 or more people. um, Just a supermarket, I won't tell you the chain. Uh, There had to be two, 300 people inside the supermarket. And if, if there's no explosion of corona from... It, you know, people being on top of each other like that, I really feel, listen, people are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have to treat it like they're carriers, like you and I do. Right. And I think that the, the, the owners have to trust these players that they're grown up. They've never done that in the past. They always look at these uh, baseball players like they're children, and uh, they won't be able to handle it. I do think they'll be able to handle it because the ones that have families will be the most paranoid they don't want their kids to get infected. They don't want their wives to get infected. So uh, I think that they can get rid of some of their bad vices. But the, the owners have to trust that the players can carry this out. And if they if the players are trusted, I do believe that they'll they'll be grown up enough to handle this and not do stupid stuff like uh, all the little games that we used to play when we played because we were bored. This is going to be more intense. It's a shortened season. I love it because every game has meaning. Right, and I think, like you said, the the Red Sox playing the the Mets, the Mets playing, uh, you know, American League teams and using DHs. I I honestly, I'm so looking forward to it. I hope they don't screw this up in the financials, uh, and they can get to playing because I I really believe that the Braves and their young stars playing the Red Sox and their young stars, we're gonna forget that there's no fans, and we're just gonna be like, wow. And I think you'll really appreciate these players' uh, talent level when you see them because they they know, listen, we don't have 162. We can't burn 10 or 20 games. 82 games, we're in the postseason. The postseason has a ton of meeting, uh, not only for the players, but for the fans and the world. So I I think it would be a very intense, well-focused season for these players. I think it's a huge opportunity, too. I mean, Major League Baseball can really capitalize if they can pull it off, man. And we're all rooting for them because we want that hot dog on 4th of July with Major League Baseball. With the clean garage, sir. Go back to cleaning the garage. (laughs) Rob Dibble from the Rob Dibble Show. You found any gems? You've done any, like, deep cleaning where you found some uh, old memorabilia or something you never knew you had? Well, that was in the basement. Oh, I found yeah. tons of old. I finally found some old, uh, you know, DVDs and oh, old man. Xbox games. Uh, nice. So I'm going to turn Coco on to some old, old, uh, you know, three Xbox 360. I'm going to have to find the old Xbox 360 <laughs> to let her play some of the old games I used to play. Well, enjoy. So that's man. the that's the gem right now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes. Counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.